this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to Alec Feldman, the podcast from Wizard Radio. We've taken his show, broadcast live on Saturdays between 3 and 5, then cut out the songs, news, and other bits that aren't very interesting, leaving you with about an hour-ish of sweet, juicy content. Mmm, 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 content. Just one more thing. Don't bother sending in any messages, we'll probably never see them. You may be charged, but your entry won't be counted. Because this isn't live, obviously. It's a podcast. It's already happened. In the past. To get involved, just listen live on Saturdays between 3 and 5 on Wizard Radio Station. I'd like to be able to say you won't regret it, but I can't. This is Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. I want to start the show this week by talking about something that happened this week that you've probably read about or seen a video of, and that is uh, the video of the footballer, Kurt Zuma, kicking his pet cat. Now, if I know one thing about this great nation in which we live, it's that the British public will never, ever stand for someone doing something terrible to a cat. And that is why I would strongly advise that Kurt Zuma has a word with Mary Bale, a.k.a. the woman that put a cat in a wheelie bin in 2010. She'll set the record straight. It's Saturday. It's three o'clock. Now, live from Manchester, Alec Feldman. Wizard Radio, good afternoon. That was Shen C and Megan the Stallion with Lick. And before that, a brilliant song by Jack Jones and Emily EK called Where Did You Go? And it's me. Hi, I'm Alec Feldman on the radio until 5 pm. Thanks for checking it out. Hope you've had a lovely week. I've had, I've had an alright week. I can't think of anything particularly of note that's happened. But it's been alright. It's been fine. You know, very average. I feel like February is the month of averageness. There's lots of average things happening. It's, it's fine. Nothing exceptional, but it's not It's not awful. I've been for a bike ride already today. It was raining. I got a bit wet. But you know what? It's fine because it's February and it's the most mediocre month of the year. Those are my observations. Um, so a very mediocre Saturday to you. Um, on the show this afternoon, I would like to, I guess, sell something to you. Have you ever considered going on a Bitcoin retreat? I bet you haven't, but you might after I tell you about it in about 10 minutes time. Also, contentment, factories, graduation, autobiographies, and what what party are you? I'm not talking about political parties. What party are you? If you're a party, what would you be? Uh, more details on that at about 10 past four. Got a little, little quiz that you can all sort of do. Um, and music-wise, we've got Charlie Puth, we've got M Behold, we've got Gale new song, and 60 Second Guide, what's going on? Also on the show before 5 p.m. Good plan, right? Um, don't don't go anywhere else unless you have plans. But I'd rather you do. Tag out with me for a couple hours. We'll have a nice time. Um, I would like to tell you what the worst and best things in the world this week are next, because that's what we do at the start of every show. I'm fickle. The things I'm interested in change on a seven daily basis. I can't even remember what the best and the worst things in the world last week were because I've already forgotten. That's how quickly I move on. But for this week, here are the best and the worst things. So, have you been watching the Winter Olympics? I I haven't been watching intently. I've seen bits of it. Have you have you seen there's a sport where you you ski and you shoot? 
you've got, you've got like a gun on your back and you shoot things and then when you're done shooting things you put the gun back on your back and you start skiing what is what an ridiculous idea that's not safe who invented this and why for what purpose when would you ever need to ski and shoot people outside of like a james bond movie or something i don't know anyway that's not the worst thing in the world the worst thing in the world is the ski slope and where it's located have you seen because china not really known for being like really really cold i mean it's china's huge isn't it but it's in beijing which i don't think is known for being like freezing cold definitely not known for snow so they've made all this this fake snow for the the snow stuff and everywhere else it's just it's just like a normal city and the place they've built the olympic ski slope in beijing it's just it's just this like industrial i don't know wasteland it's got loads of cooling towers off like a you know imagine like the stereotypical nuclear power plant that's what they are those big curved towers and you've got all of those and then amongst all that industrial kind of boringness just plonked a ski slope down it's not exactly pretty and scenic and beautiful it's actually quite horrible and it gives off a terrible energy and so i just don't like it because it makes me deeply deeply uncomfortable so the worst thing in the world this week is that weird ski slope thing that's at the winter olympics in beijing I'm not a fan um in better news futurama the cartoon is coming back from the dead again 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 i think it's been like cancelled and brought back about three times already it's been on since like the 90s and over the course of that period it, they keep finishing it and restarting it and i thought it was probably done for good and it's back again for another 20 episodes on hulu uh, future armor's like it's sort of like the simpsons if the simpsons was set in the future it's like written and drawn by the same guy so it's just like that in the future but it's quite good i enjoy it i really like the simpsons i talk about it all the time i don't like future armor as much which is probably why it keeps getting cancelled because it's just like the the rubbish Simpsons. But it, no, it is good. It's slightly more niche than the Simpsons, and it's it's really good, but not as good as the Simpsons. But it's coming back again, and that's that's made me happy. I I don't actually have Hulu, so I don't know how I'll watch it. But it's nice to know that it's been revived. I'll I'll find a way. There's always ways, isn't there? And um, the other best thing in the world this week comes courtesy of Lord Alan Sugar. Oh, Lord Sugar. I spoke about him last week um, at length because I watched an episode of The Apprentice. I'm really back into it in a big way, this series. And I just thought, this is so unbelievably stupid and silly, and I love it. But how are they so dumb? Anyway, that's, that's besides the point. The best thing in the world this week came from Alan Sugar right at the end of this week's episode of The Apprentice. It, it wasn't really a main plot point. It was in the bit where they tease what's happening in the next episode. They're like coming up next week and then you hear lord sugar saying this i want you to design your own driverless vehicles and i heard it and i just burst out laughing hysterically because i was saying they're running out of task ideas because they clearly are they had a toothbrush task this series and they had to sell fish but that's next level you can't you can't get a load of like unqualified so-called entrepreneurs to design a self-driving car in half a day and sell it to people that's it's so ridiculous as a concept like years of research have gone into self-driving cars billions of pounds or dollars or whatever apple are trying to do it tesla are trying to do it like they're not mainstream in any way shape or form i don't think they've even perfected the technology yet but they've decided oh yeah just get the apprentice lot to do it like how do they even do a task like that it's it's so ridiculous that you just have to watch it and i genuinely can't wait to find out how these hopeless hopeless people will design and invent and then and then sell a self-driving car i mean lots of people have lots of concerns about this technology right <laughs> like i don't think they'll be mainstream for a while possibly ever but now sure i'd, I'd buy a self-driving car off some 20 something who, who runs a flower company yeah why not of course bargain so that that is my favorite thing in the world this week and it hasn't even happened yet it's happening next week when the apprentice candidates have to design a self-driving car good luck with that 
Right, let's continue. Coming up next, I want to sell you this Bitcoin retreat that I've read about. Mm, interesting. After Charlie Puth lights, which this is a great song. Wizard Radio. Charlie Puth. I like that song a lot. New from him. It's called Light Switch. This is Wizard Radio. I'm Alec Feldman. Thanks for hanging out with me this afternoon. Uh, coming up, Behold and Gale. But first, let me let me sell you uh, a tropical paradise, right, that you may wish to go to. It's an island. It's part of the um, Vanuatu archipelago, which is like loads of little islands in the South Pacific between Australia and Fiji. It's beautiful. It's three million square meters. It's 90% undisturbed rainforest. There aren't many people living there. Not many at all. Um, and it's just beautiful. It's a home of some rare giant crabs and coral and fish. And just, it's stunning. Really, really stunning and lovely. And it's so uninhabited. There's only, there's only really about two people that live there. They lived there for about 12 years. A guy called Anthony and his partner Teresa and they've just been living there you know on an isolated island having a nice time and you know really committing to turning it into this environmentally friendly paradise a nature reserve you know beautiful natural world that he's trying to preserve and it's really lovely and I'd recommend a trip there because he's decided Mr. Mr. Anthony, after 12 years, that he doesn't actually want it to be this beautiful uh, nature reserve anymore with rare crabs and coral and beauty. Um, he's decided he wants to turn it into a crypto-utopia um, in a slight U-turn on his previous, previous opinion. He now wants to basically demolish all the rainforest and build loads of like high-rises and flats and office blocks and all this stuff and turn it into basically an independent republic of bitcoin and make it like a haven for all these bitcoin traders and investors to live and work and you know make their own laws and only ever do transactions using bitcoin um, no more money no real money no cash uh, no tax either just just bitcoin because they think it's the future and they want to be able to create this utopia away from, you know, all of us annoying people who think that actually Bitcoin's a bit of a stupid idea. Um, but if they all if they all come together on this island retreat, then they can just crack on uninterrupted. Um, it's a, I, I can see how you'd think it would be a bit of a U-turn to go from wanting to protect nature to, um, you know, turning it into this weird financial centre for Bitcoin nutters. Um, but when when you see that they've been offered about twelve million dollars for it, you can sort of understand why you might you might change your opinion just a little bit. This it's funny though. He's been trying to sell this island for a while, and he, he's trying to sell it in you know, like I said, dollars, not not Bitcoin, which is just I thought Bitcoin was the future, and they want to turn it into a Bitcoin paradise. Why aren't they selling this island in Bitcoin? If you're that confident. <laughs> in your weird cryptocurrency thing. Why aren't you selling it? I mean, you know, some people might say that, but I, I'm kind of all for this. Because think about it, if all if all the like, the Bitcoin people, and not just Bitcoin, all of the, the cryptocurrencies, Dogecoin, whatever, if they all, they all come together and they go live on this island and they can take, you know, the NFT bros with them as well, who are into their non-fungible tokens, as far as I can work out, they're just weird cartoon gorillas. Um, if, they, if they all move to this haven together and live their cryptocurrency dreams and have a lovely time, then we can get rid of them all and they can stop annoying us. Um, and we can just get on with our own lives without being told that this is the future, man. And I'm quite happy with that. So, so go, turn this tropical paradise into your own weird crypto utopia and leave the rest of us alone. Um, sorry about all the nature and, and stuff. So, those are my thoughts. If you fancy in, you know where to go. Get in touch with this guy. Go live on his weird island and leave the rest of us to it here. I think it'll be all right. Um, I am so content this week. Just on, on another note. And I will tell you why 
after M Behold, this tune is called Numb Little Bug. M Behold and Numb Little Bug. This is Wizard Radio. I'm Alec. Hi. Um, this is what we do every Saturday, 3 till 5. If you've never heard it before, welcome. Welcome. Uh, you're late, but that's fine. Uh, on the way. A new song by Gail, which has a slightly comical name, and Piri and Tommy Villiers as well. I'm so content with my life right now. Um, you know, I mean, there are many aspects that are lacking, really. Many. Um, I need to do more exercise. You know, probably lack vitamin D. Um, I mean, all sorts. Bit, bit more of a social life, that'd be good. But, despite all of those things, I'm actually, in this moment, quite content. Because, this is, this is the lamest thing ever. Um, <laughs> my wash bag's empty, and I've done lots of ironing. And currently, in my wardrobe, are loads and loads and loads of, you know, crisp, crease-free t-shirts. And... I know that sounds really boring, and that's because it is really boring, but I cannot explain to you how significant this is. In November, well, November, that was like three, four months ago, I was I had a bit of a cold for a week. Probably wasn't COVID. I had a bit of a cold for a week, right? And during that week when I was just a bit ill and couldn't really bother to do anything other than like basic tasks, Somehow, all of my washing seemed to pile up. I think I was busy the weekend after as well, so I couldn't, like, make up for it at the weekend. And somehow, over, like, a seven- to nine-day period, all of my washing, like, piled up. And when you live on your own and don't have your mum to do your washing, this is a problem. I don't have, like, a fixed wash day. I just do it when I'm running out of stuff. And so all this washing piled up, and it took several washes to get done. And I ended up with like loads of it being dry. And I've, I've talked about this before. I love ironing. It's the least cool thing about me. And there are lots of really uncool things about me. But that is the least cool. I love ironing. I think it's really therapeutic and calming and enjoyable. And more to the point, I just... I feel such an immense sense of well-being from having clothes that aren't creased. It feels like I've really got my life together, even when I don't just because I can put on a, a neatly folded t-shirt and I don't look like I've slept in it. That, to me, is a very important part of like self-care. It's all about self-care. And um, because of this week when I was ill, I had all these clothes that I just didn't have time to iron. And <laughs> this is ridiculous because I didn't want to like fold them up and put them away without ironing them because in my head, that's, just, that, that's wrong. And I also didn't have time to iron them. So what ended up happening for genuinely about three months was I just had a floor drobe situation where I'd wash my clothes. This Does this make me sound like a, a, a completely insane person? I think it might do, but it, I'm committed now. Washed the clothes, but then wouldn't put them away because I was like, oh, I'll iron them soon. It never ended up ironing them. They just stayed. They went between a chair and a bed and sometimes the floor. Literally months. And I finally got back into the rhythm of ironing stuff and had a bit more time to do it. And I've cleared the backlog, I've ironed everything, I've washed everything, I've got nothing more to wash, and also, it's all in the cupboard, it's all put away, it's all ironed, and it feels like a a weight's just been lifted off my shoulders. I I feel so content with that. I know it's going to pile up again soon, and I'll have to do more ironing, you know. For the moment, in this moment right now, I am on top of all of my laundry, and all of my ironing, I can put on a t-shirt and it looks really fresh, and that makes me unnaturally happy. I just feel really fulfilled, really content. And as tragic as that is, it's true. And I wanted to share that with you. You know, it's nice to let you let, let you know when I'm I'm in a good place and I'm in a great place because all my, my clothes are ironed and washed. <sighs> what about you? What what like really tragic things bring you a sense of contentment and fulfillment because for me it is it's having the empty wash bag it's having all the t-shirts ironed and i know i'm a loser i'm just going to embrace it and i think you should too what tragic things make you feel really really like content and happy in your life please let me know i'd love to hear from you my number is 07807183538 you can slide into the dms on twitter through instagram at WizRadio. Or send us an email, station at wizardradio.co.uk. Get it in there. I will see it. 
and we will celebrate these really tragic things that bring you an unnatural amount of contentment in about five minutes time Piri, Tommy Villiers coming up and now a new song by Gale it's called <laughs> You're Just Horny Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio Mediocre Broadcasting since 2017 Piri, Tommy Villiers with Beachin and before that Gale You're Just Horny this is Wizard Radio and I am Alec Feldman coming up uh, we'll do What's Going On in a bit and I'll play Morgan St. John next as well. I'm so content in my life right now, despite many reasons I probably ought not to be, purely because I've done all my ironing, done all my washing, my wash bag is empty, my cupboard is full of crisp, freshly ironed, crease-free t-shirts. I've got a lot of t-shirts, by the way, and I, I, I literally had to iron my entire collection of t-shirts over the last few weeks, but I've got there, Now it's done, and I'm happy and content, and all is well in the world until I forget and have to do it all again. Um, uh, Ella's been on, says, my hobby that I don't tell anyone about, we're talking about, you know, your your tragic things that make you really content, um, is organising our fridge at home. Ella says, I go through every shelf, make sure everything's in its place, I make sure there's only fresh goods, it's a bit like a game of Tetris, but afterwards, when you look in the fridge, you can find exactly what you need in its place, and I find it really fulfilling. Obviously, within a few hours, it's completely disorganized again, but that moment when the fridge is organized and it looks so pretty, it makes me feel so content. You know what? I'm going to have to <laughs> gonna have to try really hard here not to judge you all for being really boring, because I, I'm exactly the same, because that's why we're talking about this, because I'm really boring and sad and take joy from having done all my ironing. So I can't, I'm in no position to judge anyone else. The fridge, it's not It's not something I can ever really be bothered with. I, I very occasionally clean the fridge and organize stuff, but most of the time it's just a free for all. And there's the, there's the things I use a lot and they're generally at the front. And then there's the stuff I don't use as much that goes to the back and it sort of works. It's a system. I've got the hummus near the front. I've got the, I don't know, the, artichokes in brine near the back yeah i know artichokes, i know um and it, it works i don't give it too much thought but i'm glad it brings you joy ella laura says i think this is completely tragic if i ever feel stressed or disorganized there's always one tragic thing i can do to make myself feel better and that is changing my toothbrush head <laughs> i don't know how my toothbrush head gets so gunky with toothpaste but i find it so mind-numbing that when I replace it, it puts me in this bliss-like state that is unlike anything else. You should try cleaning your toothbrush head sometime, Alec. It will unleash a happiness you didn't even know existed. Oh, wait, it's cleaning, not changing. Oh, sorry, I thought you were talking about, like, an electric toothbrush where you have to replace the head, but no. Vintage, old-school, manual, retro. I've got a proper toothbrush. Um, I see what you mean, because it's like it's got all those little indentations, hasn't it? And that's where the toothbrush toothpaste builds up. And it becomes this weird, minty, solidified mess. Come to think about it, toothbrushes are really gross. How often are you supposed to change a toothbrush? Because I don't do it often enough. I think my current one, when I moved in the summer, I decided to treat myself to a fresh toothbrush. And that was, well, about eight months ago. So is it time for a new one? Have I been having this one for way too long? I don't really know the rules on that. I've never asked, but yeah. Toothbrushes are kind of gross. When they, you know what's real, when you see someone else's, that's when you realise how gross they are. Because you never notice it with your own. It's like it's like your house smelling bad. You never notice your own house smells bad. But when you go to someone else's house and you smell it, you're like, oh, this is a smelly house. It's the same with toothbrushes. When you see someone else's toothbrush and it's covered in gunk, it's like all the bristles are frayed. And you know when they're all like coming out in all directions and they're not straight anymore. That's when you're like, oh, you put that in your mouth. What? And that's when, you know, you know you should probably change yours. Um, you know what? You've talked me into it, Laura. I'm going to change my toothbrush later. I've got some spares knocking about. You've inspired me. It's time. Fresh toothbrush day is here. Oh, boy. Um, Harriet. Hi, Harriet. Says, I love unfollowing people on social media. I don't know why, but having a bit of a social media detox, going through all the accounts I follow and removing people, it's just amazing. During the first lockdown, I went onto my old Facebook account 
and unfriended loads of people that just had no reason for being my friend on Facebook. Deleted a ton of my photos and posts as well. It was probably the best day of my life, to be honest. I felt like I had my privacy back. It's the same with my Instagram. Because I'm private, if I unfollow someone or remove their access, it's one less person looking at my life. Isn't the, isn't the point of all this social media to accumulate followers? Don't you want more people? Is that Like, if you don't want people watching you, you don't post stuff, surely. Or you just you only want certain people watching you. Is that is that how it works? Um, I I've done the Facebook thing before. I because I'm a bit of a a sucker for the past, and I like I like mem like memories and all that old stuff. I'm a bit mushy like that. I don't delete old Facebook posts. But what I did a couple of years ago, I went through like everything, and I just made it all so only I could see it. So it's still there. But no one can like comment on it and bring back up some rubbish meme I made about of mice and men in 2014 because it's not there anymore. It's a secret. Um, I wish you could do that with Twitter. I, I live in fear daily about Twitter. I should probably have a clear out on that. But I, I, I quite enjoy Twitter unfollow. I feel like I was following too many people, so I limit it now. I will only follow a maximum of a thousand people. I think I'm on 995 at the moment. And if if people follow me who I want to follow back, it's really annoying because it's like oh, I've got to find someone else to unfollow so I can follow you back. Um, I don't I don't want to be you know, just don't want too many people on the timeline, so I keep it limited, and that's quite satisfying. Because you can always find some account to delete that's like it's dead. It's like some weird joke that was funny in 2014. And now it makes no sense and they haven't tweeted in eight years. That, that's easy. It's the dead wood you can clear out. So I, I also get a bit of satisfaction out of that one, actually. So thank you, Harriet, for that one. We're all losers. That's what we've learned from this. We're all kind of losers. And we should probably have more exciting things going on in our life. Noted. Next, Morgan St. John, graduation, Rizzard Radio. Morgan St. Jean and graduation on Wizard Radio. That's St. Jean. And not St. John, as I may have previously said, and then gone, oh, um, if you heard that. Um, I always do my research. Uh, coming up, Crawlers. We'll do what's going on in a minute as well. This is cool. Uh, there's a place in, in North London where they've built, like, a factory. And it's got all the tools you'd expect to have in a, a factory that makes things. But it, it's not a factory that manufactures anything in specific it's just a factory and it's there and anyone can pay to go into this factory and make stuff and it's really cool it's got you know like saws and sanders and 3d printers and all this kind of tech that you would get in a real factory and anyone can you know pay a bit of money if they've got an idea they've had an invention or something they can go down and use the equipment and stuff and make prototypes and manufacture things and it's really cool. It's like encouraging entrepreneurship and all that. And it's, it's a cool idea. And I'm, I'm quite attracted to this idea just because basically what they've made is a giant DT classroom. And I think that's cool that when you leave school, you will still have the opportunity to do sort of design technology stuff as an adult by going to this place. Could make like a, a pinball game or an alarm clock or a, a maze, or a desk tidy, all this kind of stuff that normally you can only make between the ages of about 11 and 14 when you do DT at school. You can do it as an adult if you want, and I think that's great. I think we should bring it back. You know, obviously we've had food tech classrooms in all of our houses for, for quite some time. I think they're usually called kitchens, but what else? Are there places you can go and just, like, paint stuff? They'll, they'll put some weird mess of rubbish in the middle of a room like a broken guitar and some bottles and a newspaper and a hat and you can paint it and it'll like inspire your creativity like an art classroom for adults what else i mean obviously gyms gyms are like pe for adults right but this is this is the one i would like to see this is the one i really want to see in the real world because i miss this so much why are there not like adult chemistry labs i know that if you're a scientist, you would probably work in the laboratory on a daily basis and do experiments with chemicals and stuff. But say say you're not a scientist. Say you're me. Say you did your triple science QCSE. You, you got a chemistry A-level. Just, that was, that was a mistake. Um, and then then you never do science again, ever. What then? Because I, I would quite like to 
revisit it at some point. I quite like to dissolve little pins in nitric acid or do a titration, you know, neutralize an acid with a base. That would be nice. Find out the, the pH. What other science stuff with it? Even just like making some crystals on some filter paper of calcium carbonate. I'd love all that. And I haven't been able to do it since I left school because they limit all that stuff to your chemistry classes. And then if you don't pursue chemistry in the future, you never get to do any of it again. And I miss it. I'd love to do a science experiment. And so I think someone, somewhere, if they've got a bit of money, a bit of venture capital, whatever, should open up like a school science lab experience for adults where you can just go and do a bit of chemistry just for fun and <laughs> have a nice time in my bedroom at home genuinely i don't know why i was allowed to keep this but i've genuinely got a little jar that's got some aspirin in that we we made up in an experiment and it's just sitting there on a shelf i don't i wouldn't recommend trying to take it if you were in medical need but that'd be quite i could just make some aspirin for a laugh and keep it in a jar i would like this very much if somebody could build an open access chemistry lab where you can just go and have a laugh with some chemicals for a bit i please let me know because i would be there in a flash to relive my 16 to 18 life uh, coming up next it's what's going on time after crawlers has come over again on wizard radio wizard radio that was crawlers and come over again saturday afternoon with alec feldman hello um so it's now time to play a game we do every every Saturday afternoon. Um, I'm thinking of retiring what's going on, actually. So there might not be many additions left of what's going on. So enjoy it whilst you can. It is time for what's going on. You have to say it with the echo. It's like it's like the law. So in what's going on, you have to tell me what is happening in a bit of audio that I play you. It's not very long. It's only a few seconds. It's a bit confusing. It's a bit weird. It's a bit chaotic because it has been completely removed from all context. I don't tell you anything. I just play it to you and say explain it and then you have to go off and have a think and you you know use your brain cells. You've got them use them or waste them. That's what people sometimes say, right? Use your brain cells and be a bit imaginative and creative to try and solve the mystery of what is actually happening in the little thing I play you. There's always something slightly random I found on the internet. Let's have a listen to this week's clip for the first time. Yes, ready. Up, 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 nose. Ready. Up, 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 nose. So the main thing we can take from that, there's a person saying up, 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 nose, up, 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 nose. <laughs> what are they on about? That's the one thing. You've got the up, up. But then you've also got like a, a sort of banging, I suppose you could say, in the background. And so while she's saying up, there's this mysterious banging. There's a few other like weird little noises. It's that's I mean, that's a particularly weird one, I think. Maybe not the most difficult one, uh, but it is a bit weird and confusing. So let's have another listen just so you can take in all the details in full. Yes, ready. Up, 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 nose. Ready, up, 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 nose. Up nose, up nose. What is happening there? Have you got any idea? If you think you know, if you would like to have a guess, if you want to come up with a guess, the most important thing to remember is it doesn't have to be right. There, there aren't really any wrong answers. I mean, there are wrong answers, but it doesn't matter because they're the, the answers that are more interesting usually than the truth. 07, 807. 183538 is my number 07807 183538 you can tweet or dm to Radio, or you can email station at wizardradio.co.uk with your guesses for what's going on try and explain please what is happening in this clip yes ready up 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 nose ready up Can you explain it? Do you know what's happening? Does it give you any ideas? Does it create any images in your head? Write those images down in a message. 
and then send them to me. 07807-183-538. I will tell you what the actual answer is, which is probably less interesting than anything you come up with. Before 5 o'clock, coming up, I'll play DJ Khaled, a little sort of throwbacky thing from him, and Ian Dior next after news. It's 4 o'clock. I, the voiceover guy, have been paid a small one-off fee to let you know that you're listening to Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. DJ Khaled and Rihanna and Bryson Tiller and probably lots of other people as well with wild thoughts on Wizard Radio. And before that, Ian Dior, Travis Barker, Machine Gun Kelly thought it was. I'm Alec Feldman. This is my little corner of the radio every Saturday afternoon, 3 till 5 p.m. Thanks for listening. Uh, Holly Humpstone is on the way. So is Tate McRae and um, FK Twigs as well. Have you heard this today? That um, You know how the police are investigating this whole Boris lockdown parties thing? He's, he's still there somehow. He's managed to bluff his way through it and not get kicked out or resigned. He's not, he's not going without a fuss, is he? But uh, anyway, so the police are now investigating. Sue Gray's report was pretty damning, but we still haven't had the full story. It's kind of calmed down a little bit, but anyway. As part of these police investigations, the police have made a questionnaire that they've handed out to all of the people that they're interested in talking to, which includes Boris Johnson. And in this questionnaire, it contains questions that try and work out, you know, where these people were at the time of the alleged parties, what they did, what went on. And basically, they've just sent these questionnaires out and said, you have to answer them by law, but you can do it in your own time and probably collude to get the, the same answers as other people as well. So, like, it, it's all a bit iffy, to be <laughs> to be honest, by the sounds of it anyway. But that's what's happening. They've been given a questionnaire about the secret lockdown parties in 10 Downing Street. And due to the fact that I am very well connected, I've actually... I've got my hands on a copy of this quiz. Uh, not Sorry, not a quiz. Questionnaire. Silly me. It's very important. It's an official document. It's a questionnaire. And I've been given a copy of it. And I actually have it with me right now. So I can see what all the questions are. And I thought it might be quite fun this afternoon. You can join in with this. And um, I'll, I'll get James Gilmore to join in with this. And we can all you know, have a go at answering this questionnaire about the illegal lockdown parties that Boris Johnson was hosting or not hosting and you know see what answers we get on this questionnaire so um, James are you ready to answer some very personal questions um I can only try my best sir okay well I would like to remind you that you are being questioned technically under caution so you're not under arrest but you are suspected um, to be involved with potential breach of the law and so anything you tell me can and will be used against you and it must be entirely truthful do you understand okay yep i'm completely on board good so let's answer this questionnaire what number 10 party are you thank you i felt it really needed that thank you um right question question one on this police questionnaire what is your favorite cheese Cheddar, it's, it's multiple choice, which is quite useful. Cheddar, uh-huh. Brie, Gorgonzola, or Wensleydale? Oh, Brie. Brie. That's I nice love thing. a Brie. Quite, quite European, that. It's not, really, well, it's, it's not really what we encourage anymore. Because Brie is, um, you know, it, Brie to me is Christmas. So, you know. uh, Okay. And Christmas is illegal lockdown parties, right? Yes. Oh, sorry. No, no, no. Nearly <laughs> <laughs> caught you out there. Um, okay, next next question is, how do you like to transport your groceries back from the shop? Do you carry them in a backpack or maybe an environmentally friendly tote bag or just the old bog standard 10p plastic bag or in a suitcase? You know, I'm very, very guilty on this one. I always forget the plastic bags. I'm buying them oh. every time I'm at the supermarket. <laughs> So, yeah, plastic bag, 10p. Plastic bag, okay. I mean, a suitcase would be a lot more environmentally friendly, but fine. So we've got we've got brie, we've got plastic bag. Next question on this uh, official police questionnaire. What do you do with cakes? Do you eat them? Do you give them away to others? Do you bake them? Or do you ambush people with them? You see, this is where you're tapping into... I don't think you mean to do this. But a little pastime of mine. 
when I'm bald and have nothing to do, which is, you know, mm. most of the time. I remind you, you are under police caution. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to <laughs> elaborate. Okay. Um, I, I love to bake a cake, you know, on, an, on a casual Saturday evening. And then when people are least expecting it, it's, I wouldn't call it a walk or a run. It's somewhere between a walk and a run, but with very long strides. Mm. I creep up on people in a, quite a cartoonish manner with oh, yeah. the cake. And mm. I go, you've been caked. And it really throws them off. But at first they're like, what the hell? And they're like, cake. And it's really, it's a rainbow spectrum of emotions. So mm. ambush is the answer. I, okay, so you do ambush people with cake. Interesting. Um, can I just ask a follow-up question? When you when you shout you've been caked, do you do anything with the cake or just present it to them? Uh, purely presenting. I started off at the very beginning by kind of... It wasn't that I was putting the cake in their face. It was more that I was forcefully pushing their head downwards into the cake. But this that led to another police caution, so we won't get into yeah, that one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay, fine. Um, next question on the police questionnaire for mm. lockdown parties. What do people say about your parties? Do they say they're lots of fun? Do they say they're a bit boring? Do they say they are absolutely off the scale wild? Or do they say, well, it's a bit like a work meeting, really? Can I um, add a, an additional option, which is the actual answer? Um, maybe. What is they it? don't, because they're a secret. Hmm. That's the rule of my parties. Mm. You so don't you, talk you about it. You have had secret parties in the past, have you? What what happens at the party uh, that's, stays that's at the party. Interesting. interesting. Okay, well, I'll, I'll take careful note of that. And um, final question. Who is the best Sue? Sue Perkins, Sue Barker, Sue Pollard, or Sue Gray? Well, I have to... I can't answer that question until Sue Gray's report comes out. Okay, thank you for your, uh, your answer there. Right, just um, calculating your score. Uh, three, plastic bag, ambush. Uh, no one. Okay. I've, I've, I've got the uh, the conclusions of this questionnaire here. And the number mm-hmm. 10 lockdown party that you are is the cheese and wine in the back garden party. Oh, so, uh, well woo-hoo! done. That was, I will say, I'll I be. was at that party and that was... One of the best parties of the year last year. I'll tell you that. Ha! You've just incriminated yourself. Oh, Go no! Go to jail. You lose. Oh, damn it. Wait. You're wrong. I knew this questionnaire would work. You're wrong. This is what I have that you didn't know mm. I had. I have a get out of jail what? free card. Which is that oh, I went no, to Eton. not one of those. I thought they phased them out years ago. No, I went to Eton, you oh. see. So I can get away uh, with anything, yeah. Well, I'm so sorry, James. Um, sorry for bothering you. Do carry on. Thank you, thank Love you. A little slap on that. the wrist, is it? Yeah, just, just slap, slap yourself. You can, you can do it. It's fine. Thank you. This is Holly Humberstone. London is lonely on Wizard Radio with Alec Feldman. Hi. Uh, Tape Craig coming up in a sec. Got some news. Got some some personal news, as they say, haven't I? I'm graduating. Yeah, I know. From university, a real one. I know. Yeah, that. Yeah, like an actual degree. How amazing! Um, if you've been listening for a while, you might you might be going. Hang on a minute. Didn't you graduate like two years ago? I'm sure. I'm sure you finished uni ages ago. You would be correct. I finished uni in summer 2020, which was nearly two years ago, and I have a degree, and I have had a degree for this whole time. But you know the whole COVID thing. I never actually got to like properly graduate. I think they sent my degree out in the post at some point. So I've got a certificate somewhere at home. But as as far as like having an actual graduation is concerned, it just never happened. It's one of those things where they were like, oh, no, we, we will give you a graduation. But, you know, in the future, after COVID. And it sort of didn't mention anything about it for like 18 months. And all they'd said was, well, we're hoping for, like, a spring 2022 graduation. We'll let you know. Plenty of time, you know. You'll have, like, three months' notice. Um, 
But anyway, I got an email dropping into my inbox last week going, oh yeah, by the way, graduation's in March, come if you want. Words to that effect, anyway. So, yes, in about six weeks' time, I get to go back to Leeds and bring my parents, hopefully, and, and they can see me putting on all those silly clothes and getting handed a piece of paper. And I finally actually officially graduate. Two, two things, right. Number one, I don't know if I actually will get handed a piece of paper because I've already, I've already got the piece of paper. So do I have to, do I have to give them the piece of paper back so they can then hand it to me again and pretend they're giving it to me for the first time? Do I get a second piece of paper? Can I have two degrees? Is that how it works? But also, right, Leeds for some reason don't even do the hat. You know the stereotypical graduation hat, like, like got the square on top. It's black and it's got a little bit hanging down. They don't do any of that. They don't go in for it for some reason. So I don't even get to wear the hat. I mean, my mum is devastated about that, that she won't get a picture of her son wearing a mortarboard because Leeds choose not to do it. But anyway, it's happening. I didn't get three months' notice. I got about six weeks' notice, but fine, whatever. I'll just have to really get into shape soon because these pictures will be with me forever. Fine, no problem. Um, but it's the whole thing's a bit of a money-making scam. I'm convinced that's probably why they're doing it like two years later because they don't want to lose out on the money because they will charge you for anything for one thing you get to be there for free but you have to wear you know the silly clothes obviously and you have to hire those so you have to pay money to hire those so you can wear them um and then if obviously because you they don't do the funny hats if you want the funny hat you can choose to buy a funny hat for lots of money, which is then yours forever. I mean, how ridiculous is that as a concept? Why would you buy one of those just so you can get a picture taken of it? Um, and then, obviously, they do the photos, and they charge you for the photos, and you know, you can buy all sorts of different photo pack options. They have the standard pack, but then they have the basic pack, and then the basic plus pack below the standard pack. They just, any way they can get loads of money out of you, they will. Um, so, like I said, money-making scam. But then, even on top of that, there are some extras that you can buy, right? I think some of these are a bit problematic, to be completely honest. So, even if you go for the, the basic pack plus, right? That'll set you back 35 quid. 35 quid for some pictures! Anyway, you can then choose some enhanced editing options. Um, if you've still got all of this to come, by the way, take notes. Remember this because it's it's still surprise you when it comes the enhanced editing options include uh you can get teeth and eye brightening so they make your eyes brighter whatever that means and whiten your teeth um that'll cost you an extra seven pounds fifty to have brightened eyes and teeth in your photo now this is the problematic one i don't understand what this means but i don't like the sound of it at all complexion enhancement £7.50. What does that mean? What are they going to do to your skin colour? Either way, it sounds not okay and actually quite offensive, but you can pay £7.50 for that. But they do have a special offer on. If you want to get your teeth and eye brightening and complexion enhancement, 12 quid. That's what, a whole £3 off. So, nice special offer there. And so I'm thinking, how, how much would it upset my mum? <laughs> If after waiting all these years to see her son graduate from university, I get all these optional extras and she gets a picture back where I've got like really shiny, blindingly bright teeth, blue eyes, even though my eyes are actually brown, and what can best be described as like a spray tan, she would be gutted. Absolutely gutted. <laughs> I'm, I'm almost tempted to do it because it would be a really funny photo. Anyway, not going to do that. It's, it's weird and I don't think they should probably offer that as a service. But who am I to say? It's very exciting. I'm graduating soon. That's nice. Uh, this is Tate McRae. She's all I want to be on Wizard Radio. Tate McRae. She's all I want to be on Wizard Radio. This is Alec Feldman. Good afternoon. Coming up, FKA Twigs, Griffin Sigrid as well. Um, you know, you know, Molly May. Influencers. I, I hate talking about influencers, but uh, this is kind of funny, so I want to. Molly May. Influencer, Love Island, Instagram, lives around the corner from me. Um, not really, probably somewhere much nicer in Manchester, but you know, we're in the same city, right? Um, she's got her 24 hours in a day. We've all got the same 24 hours in a day, and she's been using hers 
to write an autobiography that's going to come out soon. Molly May is 22 years old. I looked this up earlier. She is about two weeks younger than me. I mean, that's depressing in and of itself, isn't it? <laughs> She's my age, slightly younger, and absolutely minted. Um, I bet she doesn't have a, a leak coming through her ceiling, but uh, I, I do. Um, 22 years old, writing autobiography. Why? <laughs> Why are you writing an autobiography at the age of 22? What have you got to say? What's happened in your life that's interesting to write about? Nothing. Your whole life is ahead of you. All the interesting things that would make great autobiography anecdotes haven't happened yet. Why are you writing a book so soon? I don't understand. Like, I get... If you're Molly May, people will come to you all the time and say, Molly, Molly May, we've got loads of money and we want to pay you loads of money to do a thing. You don't have to say yes to all of them. You'll still be rich if you say no to a few. I, I refuse to believe that she'll have anything interesting to say in this autobiography aged 22. Because I don't. If, if I wrote my autobiography right now, aged 22... It would probably contain, um, I went to school, I got some good SATs results, got some good GCSE results, I won a stand-up competition when I was in year 7, um, I got some alright-ish A-levels, I went to uni, I microwaved some biscuits, and, and that was about it. Oh, and I passed my driving test second time. That would probably be all the content you'd get in my autobiography. Would it be interesting at all? It would be so dull and probably quite thin as well. So what she is going to say in this autobiography, I have no idea. <laughs> she going to start making stuff up? Has she had a really interesting life? Am I being cruel? Has she actually got lots that she could say about her life and her time on Love Island and being burgled? And I don't know. I don't know, but... um be interesting to see what she comes out with but anyway i i think i'm right my theory that nobody has anything interesting to say at this point in their life in their autobiography so let's put it to the test right if you were to write your autobiography now right now at your current age current place in life what what would like the brief outline of the plot be what would you include what would be in it? You know, don't, I don't want you to write your whole autobiography. Just a quick run through of all the key details that you'd write about. Because I don't think there'd be much that's interesting. Maybe maybe everyone will have, you know, a story or two that's funny. But on the whole, I think better to wait. So let's let's give it a go. 07 807 183 538. That's my number. 07 807 183 538. You can slide into the DMs on Radio on Instagram and Twitter. You can email station at wizardradio.co.uk. If you were to write your autobiography, I can't say autobiography, autobiography. If you were to write your autobiography right now, at your current age, um, what would it include? Because I don't think it would be anything good. But I could be wrong. Prove me wrong. Come on. You know the number. Send me some stuff and we'll go through it in a bit and we'll see if Molly May is right or not. Uh, coming up, Griff and Sigrid after FKA Twigs. Um, an artist you might not have heard of before. She's done a song with The Weeknd, and I've done lots of digging into her her history, her background, her life. Unfortunately, doesn't have an autobiography. Uh, but I have found as much as I can on the internet about her. It's all true, and I've condensed it into a mere 60 seconds for you. Alex, totally accurate, definitely not made up 60-second guide. FKA Twigs is one of those artists who's really cool, like, really cool. Her whole act is that she's too cool for everything, but it's not an act. She really does think she's too cool for everything and has never been known to like anything ever. As a baby, didn't even cry, never expressed hunger either. And when her parents did feed her, it was just met with indifference. She calls both her parents, by the way, by their first names and has never brought them a birthday card or a Christmas present because they're lame. She never turned up for any of her exams at school either. She didn't go to university because it's for nerds. And instead, she focused on putting 10% of her energy into making music, any more than 10%, and it would have been a bit embarrassing. Uh, Her social media presence is also too cool for school. She only ever posts photos of, like, weird, cool textures and art and occasional selfies that feature no more than a quarter of her face, with no captions, because that'll be trying too hard. She's not known to have any friends or eat anything other than hummus. And that's FKA Twigs in 60 seconds. Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. Come and join the fun from a safe distance. Wizard Radio, that was Griff and Sigrid 
with Head on Fire. Before that, the uber cool FKA Twigs and The weekend with Tears in the Club. Sweetie coming up and Fireboy DML before the end of the show. And then it's Miles McCorsky time. Uh, we'll do what's going on soon as well. Premature autobiographies. The phenomenon in which somebody releases an autobiography when they're really young, really early on in their life and their career because someone's offered them loads of money to do it. But don't think it'll make for an amazing read. Molly May has, has been offered one. I think she's going to release it soon. And uh, You know her off uh, Love Island and influencing on Instagram and having 24 hours in a day, um, just like the rest of us. And she used hers to make herself a millionaire, and we, we all didn't. That was, you know, our fault. More fool, fool us. Um, Emma says, if I write my autobiography right now, I can't, why can't I say that word? Autobiography. If I wrote my autobiography right now, I would mostly be writing about how failing my GCSEs led me to go to a sixth form college where I had no friends, went on antidepressants, and now I'm basically going to be like one of the kids from Euphoria when I'm older. But that's with some foresight. Maybe the autobiography could also be about how I got the highest distinction in my swimming lessons when I was at primary school. But no matter how important that felt then, I just have a feeling the public might not care anymore. Oh, don't be silly, Emma. Of course they will care. They will care about your epic journey from high school to sixth form college, from happiness to misery, from not being able to swim to being the best swimmer in the primary school. That is a rags to riches story if ever I've heard one. And I think the publishing deal for that would be worth millions. So hold out. Hold out for a higher offer on that because I think the people would love to hear your story. Yasmin says my autobiography I had to say that really slowly to get it right would be really interesting it would be about how a girl from the same town as Liam Gallagher Noel Gallagher obviously became a millionaire overnight and all it involved was being hot taking some pictures and uploading them online going on a huge reality TV show which was the easy bit because I'm hot and then getting a big deal with a fast fashion brand that exploits its workers then turning around and saying you can have it too if you work hard Oh, oh wait, did I say my autobiography? Sorry, I missed the, um, I missed that. Um, yes. Uh, uh, that does ring a bell. I'm sure I've heard that one before. Fun fact, um, same town as Liam Gallagher and Noel Gallagher. That would be, um, oh, what's it called? I, I couldn't, I, I went there loads in lockdown one. I couldn't avoid it. Because, what is it called? Burnage, that's what it's called, Burnage in Greater Manchester. Um, there's a school they attended that has a big banner on the side that says, well, it's not even a banner, it's like a big sign that's embossed, they've like cut out these letters and stuck them to the wall that say, this is a good school, Ofsted 2016. Um, and they've spent lots of money on getting that sign, even though good is a whole level below outstanding but they've got it on the wall and the Gallagher brothers attended in Burnage in Graham Manchester. there's a great story anyway is it Molly May just as a side note I've never really heard her speak before does she have a bank accent or does she sound has she got that like influence of what she's like hi guys I'm, I'm from London I sound like I'm from London even though I'm from Manchester uh, what does she sound like does she sound like a mank or not I should do some research really or I slag her off on the radio, but I don't actually know what her voice sounds like. Uh, they all kind of sound the same on the island. Uh, Zara says, You know what, Alec? At least Zoella had the decency to not skip ahead to the autobiography stage. Today's influences are just different. Zoella, I remember Zoella. Zoella and Joe Sugg, big on the internet, like five, six, what, seven years ago? Feels like a different time. Anyway, Zoella wrote, and I'm using the word wrote kind of loosely here, a fiction book about a girl who became famous online and went and met her fans. You know, definitely a complete work of fiction. And she also definitely wrote it. My equivalent book would be a book about a girl who goes to school and comes home every day and then does homework on the weekend. Very, very interesting. Yes. That that would make a thrilling read. And I think we should all we should all head out to WH Smith or Waterstones or Blackwells and buy it at once. What a thrilling, thrilling book that would be. I can't wait to read Molly Mays. I think it'll be fascinating and have lots of great charismatic anecdotes as well. Also, you know what? 
at the time, I couldn't stand the YouTubers. I was like, ugh, YouTubers. But now, looking back, on reflection, the Dans and Phils of the world, the Zoellas, the Joe Sucks, they were probably slightly less annoying than the Instagram influencers. At least they had some kind of creativity. <laughs> anyway, that, this is just me ranting about content creators now. Let's move on. Uh, thank you for those. Look forward to reading all of your books in a good bookshop near you soon. Uh, what's going on coming up next? After Sweetie and her, you know her, she did a song with Jess Glynn once. This is Closer on Wizard Radio. Wizard Radio playing Sweetie and her. That was Closer, her really going up in the world from collaborating with Jess Glynn. Um, coming up, Fireboy, DML, Myers Mikulski on in nine minutes time. There is just enough time to squeeze in the answers for what's going on? So the clip today sounded like this. Yes, ready. Up, 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 nose. Ready, up, 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 nose. What's that? All you can hear is a person, a girl. Sounds a bit Scottish actually going up, 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 nose, and then repeating with a bit of like banging and crashing around in the background for good measure. What's that? What's happening? Aaron has a guess. Says, I think this is a secret undercover recording from a new TV show, kind of like BBC Panorama, where they just expose all the dark things that are going on in the world. I say secret recording. I think the clanging and banging noise is the sound of a jacket or coat knocking against the hidden microphone. Anyway, this recording comes from an old age home of a worker who's treating the old people there like babies, lifting them up and down to burp them, like booping them on the nose, going boop, afterwards in a condescending tone. It's got people up in arms, and the fact you are even using this as a game, Alex, shame on you. Listen, Aaron, calm down. There's no need to complain to Ofcom yet. Um, well, it doesn't matter, they, they, they don't control me. And also, it's not that, it's nothing dodgy like that so you don't need to get all angry i would never use something like that as an as a game i'd never make light of old people being booped on the nose but that's not what's happening so it's okay um yeah no no undercover recording of old people being abused um but it's a nice guess i like that image of this big expose of a scandal in a care home where they're all being like winded like a baby and forced to watch cbb's Tara says, is this a recording of a trampolining training course? Brilliant. I used to do this after school just before COVID. Uh, we had an after school club where you could learn how to trampoline. I wasn't any good, but this kind of sounds like that. Teacher's saying up, up, up as in jump up. And then the nose is a type of landing where you solidly land on your feet very still. That might not be true. I'm not very good at trampolining, as I said. That's, is that, is that, oh, I mean, you say that might not be true, but that's, that's a cool fact if it is true. Um, well, that's a nose where you just like, boom, and then you stop. I thought that was called like a, no, I can't remember actually. <laughs> I don't remember enough from my days in trampolining. All I remember from trampolining at school was that we did it in the hall and they had like the divider up that, you know, like the curtain that cuts the hall in two. And normally there was like opaque at the bottom and then there was a net that you could see through at the top. And normally the net was obviously too high for you to see through. When you're on the trampoline and you're jumping, you could see through the net and see the girls doing PE in the other half of the room. And that's all I can remember. <laughs> Does that make me sound like a creep? Probably. Let's move on. Uh, it's not someone trampolining, but I like where you're coming from with the, the bouncing idea. It's close, but it's not, it's not a trampoline. Uh, Nelsa says, I figured out what this is, Alec. This is the sound of someone giving a bird CPR. The up, up, up is the vet doing compressions on the bird's chest. And the nose is them giving the bird the kiss of life. You can kind of even hear the bird squeak a bit when the vet blows air into the bird's nose or mouth. It's a bit weird. At first I thought it was a doctor burping a baby. But now I am confident it's a bird. Why does everyone think it's, it's, it involves burping? That's weird. Anyway. Nelsa, I have some news for you. You're wrong, but you are you are so so right, even though you're wrong. So it was a, a a vet, a human vet, giving a bird CPR. <clears throat> Whereas what it is actually happening, it is a human 
instructing a dog to give a, a mannequin of a human CPR. So yes, the human is telling the dog to go up, 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 and then there's like banging noise you can hear. Is the dog bouncing up and down on this mannequin with its paws to like compress the chest. And then yes, the dog does do the kiss of life to this this mannequin, which is probably the weird noise you can hear. So you know what, Nelsa? I'm gonna give it to you because you are actually really close. So well done. You have won. What's going on? This doesn't happen very often. We don't usually get a right answer, but today we have almost. So well done to Nelsa. You win nothing because this show has no budget and there is no prize. But thanks for playing. Thanks for listening. Time to go. It's been a fun one today. Thanks for getting involved. I've enjoyed it very much. We'll do it all again next week, Saturday, 3 till 5 p.m. Hope you can come and hang out with me. And if you can't, Alec Feldman, the podcast, you know where to find it. On the way next, it's Miles Mikulski after Fireboy DML and Ed Sheeran. This is Peru on Wizard Radio. There goes another episode of Alec Feldman, the podcast. Wasn't that some great content? Come back next week for more audio-based fun. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Hey, are you a super fan of Taylor Swift, Jelly Roll, or Morgan Wallen? Are you that song nerd who likes to dive into every little lyric of every little song and figure out what everything means? Do you want to take that a bit further, though? Because I have a podcast called Songwriter Soup, and it dives into the journey of a songwriter and how those people help craft the soundtrack of your life. I'm Laura Veltz, and I'm bringing all of my friends together to discuss our funny little job writing for all of your favorite artists. Listen to Songwriter Soup wherever you get your podcasts.